Hi, welcome to the Binman Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know their next step for their spiritual life. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. And I'm Bob. Today, we're going to be talking about how early Christian creeds prove the resurrection. And I will just say before this, before you think that's crazy, like geeky or nerdy to be talking about creeds and what is that, um, listen to this episode because I think you're going to find out something about your Bible that I bet you never knew before. Yeah. Am I right, dude? Yeah. I think you'll yeah. be pumped by the end of it. Yeah. I, I love this. It's and, also about creed from the office. So I was going to say Apollo Creed, I assume. Yeah. It's about all of basically that. a saint, let's be honest. Yeah. Actually, our resource for this episode comes from Dr. Gary Habermas in his wonderful book, yep. The Historical Jesus ancient evidence for the life of Christ. So before we even get there, Bob, why don't you tell us why the resurrection is so important? The resurrection of Jesus is the central event of the Christian faith. Um, the resurrection of Jesus is just simply him coming back to life from physical death with a glorified physical body, never to die again. That's what the resurrection is. And the resurrection is important for three reasons. One, it proves that Jesus is truly God um, and that everything he said was true. Second, it proves that God the Father accepted Christ's sacrificial death on the cross. Mm -hmm. Third, though, it also promises that someday in the future, all Christians who are in Christ will also be resurrected to an eternal life in heaven to live with him. I mean, read more about that in Romans 6. Um, but as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14, if Christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain yeah. and your faith is in vain. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal whether or not the resurrection really happened. Well, let me ask, is there any proof that the resurrection actually oh, occurred? Yeah. yeah, so referring back to Dr. Habermas's book, um, it shows that the, that the resurrection is a historically provable fact in, in two primary ways. First, by way of the 12 historical facts that nearly all scholarship agrees on. And then second, by way of the early Christian creeds that are embedded within the New Testament. Great. L let me just interrupt. Okay. What is a creed? Let's, well, <laughs> let's not use a bunch of words that our listeners may not even be familiar right. with. So why doesn't somebody just explain what a creed is? Let me, I'll just say that real quick. So uh, many first century people were illiterate. So memorization was a critical way to pass on information. Mm -hmm. So yeah. creeds are just simply statements of shared belief. Mm -hmm. That's all that is. Okay. These early Christian creeds were short, memorizable statements about Jesus and early be beliefs in the Christian community. Okay. These creeds were an excellent way to kind of spread the truth so that people could replicate it and say it over again. Okay. So I already stepped on your toes once. Let me let I'll, you finish. I'll, I'll Why are these boots. New Testament creeds so important? Well, for one, um, especially with, with, like Bob said, so many first century people being illiterate, um, these date to, I mean – you know, or with, I'm saying the New Testament creeds, they date back to right after the resurrection and they're evidence of what early Christians believed. Mm -hmm. And they tell us what happened historically. Um, specifically, they, they show that the resurrection occurred. That's so great. looking at the origin and then its use case, you know, that's providing you a context that's very clear about um, the function that they served. Mm -hmm. So he introduced it. Why don't you tell us how the creeds work? Yeah. So how, how exactly do creeds work? So the early Christian creeds were at first something shared among Christians verbally. Okay. So it was the thing that early Christians said, hey, here's what we believe. Let's recite this verbally. And only later were they written down in the books of the New Testament. 
right? Because this is people are following Jesus, and then a few years are happening, and then people are actually writing down a right. few years later the right. books. Right. But verbally, Christians were already saying what we believe. This means that these creeds were in use before the apostles wrote these 27 books in the New Testament, yeah. right? Because there's yeah. a window there when Jesus actually rose from the dead, like 80, 30, yep. Yep. and when all these authors were writing down the books of the New Testament. Yep. There's no there's no phones. There's no internet, right? So like when right. we're saying years, don't think like, oh no, that was so long. It's like, it took time to, to walk places. Right. They're, they're gathering in, the, in their church assemblies yeah. in their little city. Like, and so these creeds are some of the earliest reports about Jesus from just like three years to maybe 20 years after the resurrection. Okay, so let me just make sure that our listeners and our viewers get this. Yeah, there is no possible way if they've heard, oh, this was all added. What, what, what subsequent writers in the first, second, third, fourth centuries wrote, they're the ones that made up what early Christians believed, right? What you're saying is- There's no way. Well, then tell us, what's the earliest Christian creed that's in the New Testament? So uh, three years after his conversion- Paul, the Apostle Paul, went to Jerusalem and he probably learned the creed that he recorded in 1 Corinthians 15. Okay. So we've come back to this a few times in recent episodes. 1 Corinthians was a letter written pretty close after Jesus rose from the mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. But in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul quotes something that he learned that was already being recited before he even wrote that letter. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 8. Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance... What I also received, what is that first importance, the core doctrine, the gospel, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and to the 12. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, Paul. Mm. So that creed, mm. Paul, it likely originated only three to eight years after Jesus's resurrection. This was already mm. Christian saying, we've seen this, we believe this. We're saying it over and over. Okay. And I, can we just hit this one more time? Why is it so important that these creeds are so early and go all the way back to the resurrection itself? It having an early date proves the, what I'll just say, like the essential facts of the Christian faith that were preexistent to even penning the New Testament. It confirms Jesus' burial, death, resurrection. It confirms his post-resurrection appearances, including, you know, events with over, you know, 500 people seeing him, like Bob just mentioned. And a creed, you know, three to eight years afterwards, again, debunks any capacity for a legend or myth to form because there's just not the time and space and, you know, um, solitude required for that thing to happen. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, literally saying there in, in first Corinthians 15, I mean, most of whom are still alive, these eyewitnesses, you know, the 500 that seen Jesus, that's not the same as the monk you heard of from the tradition, from the legend that was a thousand years ago in the case. No, no. And, but is this, so dad, is this the only, that first Corinthians 15 that Paul wrote, is that the only creed recorded in the New Testament? No. In fact, Dr. Habermas, again, in his book, shares 20 different creeds that you can find in nine different New Testament books. And these are books that aren't written by just one author, right? They're written by Peter and John and Luke and Paul. Let me give you one just real quick. In Luke 24, 34, the Lord is risen. 
and has appeared to Simon. And Simon was? Peter. Peter, Simon Peter. right? Some people think that this actually, this creed might even be earlier <laughs> than the first Corinthian creed. And then you have one that almost every Christian is taught early on in their faith. And that's Romans 10, 9. And you didn't even know it was a creed. Mm -hmm. Romans 10, 9. If you confess that, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what? You will be, you saved. Will be saved. Wow. Okay. That's circulating soon after the resurrection. Then you have 1 Peter saying that Jesus died for our sin in 1 Peter 3, 18. And then you have John writing that Jesus was born in human flesh. flesh. Again, God in human flesh. And you have that in 1 John 4, 2. Now, if you want to see the whole list of them, Dr. Habermas does a wonderful job in chapter 7 of his book. Again, personal plug for myself. Uh, you can see the blog that I wrote, uh, which is entitled Early Christian Creeds, Eight Points, Proving the Resurrection. All right? On binman.org. On binman.org. So we get to that point where we need to ask, so what? Why are these New Testament creeds so important? Dave? I mean, you, just, you take this as another bolstering fact that proves the validity and truthfulness of Jesus' resurrection. Because again, this isn't like a prejudicial theology written by somebody a hundred years after. We're talking yeah. about the people, many of whom that were the eyewitnesses who are creating these creeds to distill in a highly illiterate but highly oral culture the truth of the Christian faith from basically day one, ground zero, moving forward, and that informed those who wrote mm -hmm. the Gospels, the New Testament, etc. And, and frankly, you know, with it coming from eyewitnesses, people had seen Jesus several times pre- and post-resurrection, it's like, you know, uh, you feel a bit internally compelled, like, yeah, it's it's that kind of experience that would turn the scared, skeptical, scattered, yeah. you know, disciples into the bold preachers that they became. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, we talked, you don't die for something you know to be false. Yeah. We're not saying you, you may die for something that might be untrue. That, that's not what we're saying. We're saying for something you know to be false. Uh, and if Jesus resurrected, he must be God. Amen. Like, it just, it's, it's, it's yeah, very cohesively um, true. Yeah. Thanks. That's a great summary. Bob, why don't you give us a call to action? Yep. What's your next step? Read the creed. So you've heard us talk in a few of these recent episodes about first Corinthians chapter 15 this week, crack open your Bible to first Corinthians 15 and read it, read what Paul is quoting from this creed and meditate on why does Paul say this gospel is of first importance hmm. that Jesus really died Jesus was really buried. He really raised from the dead and he really appeared to witnesses. And why is it important for us, for you, for me to hold fast to that truth and help other people know it? Mm -hmm. Let us know about 1 Corinthians 15. Did you read it? What was helpful? What stu stood out to you either here on the comments or on our socials? Because we love hearing from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bim Man Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone needs to know their next step in their spiritual life. Binmin is a resource ministry dedicated to helping you discover your next steps. Uh, that's right. So um, if you are watching us, please subscribe here on YouTube. Follow us wherever you're getting your podcast. If you're listening, um, be sure to check out our socials because on the TikTok and Instagram in particular, there is very different and new and pretty consistent content coming out there. <laughs> 
where we've seen a lot of engagement. And frankly, that oftentimes is a lot more shareable where it's like, hey, I have this snippet from this episode. I think I could bless a friend with this. Uh, I'm going to do a little, you know, a little texty text. Um, but binman.org is definitely the, the best place to get all that Binman represents. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter, though. And that is the best way to, you know, find out and stay up to date with what the ministry is doing, what's happening behind the scenes um, through the different arms of Binman. So, uh, yeah, thankful for you hanging out with us today. We'll look forward to the next episode. God bless.